This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is the holiday season. The spirit is here. And we begin with our joy right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We want to. Everybody is talking about fake news, but I don't think anybody is really um, understanding where fake news is coming from. Uh, NPR used your tax dollars to go find a guy who is responsible for a lot of the fake news. Then they found out that he was a liberal, and they didn't seem to have really the same kind of problem with him. It's an amazing story. It is an amazing story. Is that the one? Where he claims that, oh, I try to do these to liberals, but they don't, don't take believe- the bait. Yes. Shut up. Uh, yes. Of course, not true. They, Shut up. They just did a, a poll, a, a study of this. I think it was BuzzFeed who did it. And they found that both liberals and conservatives fall for fake news something in the level of 75% of the time. Wow. Well, and you're going and I'm to. talking about not- you don't do any research you're going to. Well, right. this is right. the guy. This is the guy who started it. Um, he's the guy who owns, I think, abcnews.co, um, uh, you know, usatoday.com.co. He, he's the guy who owns all of these. So if you're not paying attention, it looks like. Well, it looks exactly. Today. It looks exactly ABC like News. it. Yeah. Right. It looks, it looks like it. And he is putting out all these false stories. And because NPR, I mean, I've, I've never seen such a softball before. Because the guy was like, I know I'm doing this to the right to expose the right. All of a sudden, their only tough question was, do you feel kind of bad about this at all? No, because I'm exposing it to the. Okay. And they're saying, do you feel bad because maybe you got Donald Trump elected? Maybe you were the reason. And of course, he says he was the reason. The thing I love about it, though, is here's a guy who's known outwardly saying to the audience, I fake what I put online. I fake news. I say things that aren't true for a living. By the way, believe me that liberals won't play along with the fake news and right. only conservatives are dumb enough to do it. Right. Believe that. Just and, run with it. And NPR do. does. And they do. Of course and they, they do. do. I mean, listen to this. This is pathetic. During the run-up to the election, fake news really took off. It was just anybody with a blog can get on there and find a big huge Facebook group of kind of rabid Trump supporters just waiting to eat up this red meat that they're about to get served, cause an explosion in, in the number of sites. Kohler says they've tried to write fake news for liberals, but they never take the bait. 
Uh huh. That's such bull crap. <laughs> Unbelievable. They they suck up the bait at the same rate as we're humans. Come on, yeah. we're humans. And multiple polls and they, BuzzFeed's done a lot of this going back several months, and they found it to be very prevalent on both sides, and that both sides fall for it at about the same rates. Here's here's what the uh, the right is falling for. Right now, the right is falling for the lie that the alt-right is conservative. It's not. They're socialists. They believe in giant government and socialism. National socialists. If they're Nazis, they're national socialists. That's not the right. They are, uh, they are on the the uber fringes of the left, if you want to look at it that way. They're socialists. Yeah. Goebbels said that between nationalists and socialists, which comes first? It's obvious, socialist. I mean, that was, that's not exactly... The reason why the Nazi flag is red is because they changed it so they could appeal to the communists. I mean, it's, 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 it's insane. It's insane. When a, when a Trump advisor says, I'm Same a ideology. Leninist, I'm a Leninist, you've, you've, got a, you've got a problem. And the media is, is, of course, missing all of that. They're not small government guys. They're just not. Speaking of the media, uh, a caller about half an hour ago brought up your appearance on Nightline last night, which I thought was, I, I thought, you know, they said they were going to be fair. It, it it seemed while they were here as if they were going to be fair, but yeah, you never know with the finished product how they're going to edit it, what they're going to say for narration. It, it, they can always spin something t- ugly, but they didn't. And um, here's uh, some of what happened on the on the show last night. So Glenn Beck, the man who's been called a clown, a bigot, a carnival barker, a smug know-it-all, now you want to be a, a healer? No. You're making this too grand. Mm. You're saying you want to... No, 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 no. I am going to do it in my own life, and I am going to do it in my own business. I'm inviting you to make the commitment to do the same thing. To be able to know that when you're talking, the televisions are all on at the White House, that's intoxicating, okay? Fame is the most corrosive thing to a soul you can possibly ever introduce. It's awful. More than alcohol? Yeah. More than drugs? Yes. Because you know those well. I know them very well. Did you get the impression that Byron had any introspection there? I'm inviting you to do the same thing. And I know you meant that in in a personal way and in a general way. Byron said to me afterwards, this is Byron Pitts, by the way, who uh, I think is a really, he is a a journalist cut from the old school cloth, I think. Um, He's a guy who has been embedded in Iraq and Afghanistan with the soldiers. Um, He is a deeply religious man. Um, and very fair. He said to me now, he's had, I mean, he's worked for 60 Minutes, um, Nightline. He is a multiple award-winning journalist, and I think one of them who deserved it. Um, And he came uh, and he said, I've only had one person, one in my entire career, say that I was unfair to them. One he worked for 60 minutes. You tell you who that was? No. 
Um, and um, and he he oh, afterwards afterwards he said, huh. um, you know, I always go into it um, studying and knowing and be, being up on my homework, knowing who I who everybody says this person is and who they say they want to be. Yeah, he researched all the names you'd been called. So <laughs> no, he he did his he really did his he homework. knew it. all of them. <laughs> I mean, there were there were we were together for thirteen hours. He really did his homework. Um, and he said, um, at the very end, he said, you are one of only probably five people I've interviewed. You, I always go in hoping for the best, but I usually you know, find out this is a fraud. Um, he said, um, one of five people, maybe, that I have hoped for the best, and they were better than I hoped. Oh, nice. Yeah. He, nice. he, he was, he was, and his crew too, um, they came down and they weren't, you know, lovey-dovey, no softball. There were no rules. I don't do things with rules with anybody. I didn't do it with Samantha B. I don't do it with anybody. There are no uh, off topics um, unless they get into personal family, you know, safety thing, you know, with the kids. Um, and... Um, uh, so, and they have full access and both Samantha B's people and Nightline's people said, we are always told you can have full access, but nobody ever does. And you guys, you're not breathing over our necks while we're talking to people in your, you leave us alone to wander your halls. And we're like, yeah, we trust our employees and we, we, um, know that you're not going to uncover anything. That's why we have glass walls here. We're transparent on everything. And it, it for once, I've kissed a lot of frogs. For once. Because yeah. we've been told that a lot of times. We've been told, oh, this is not a gotcha thing at all. We're, it's going to be totally fair. We're not coming in with any agenda. And then virtually every time yeah. you see the agenda come out in the interview. And he, uh, not, only did not, he, not only did this present me the right way, he said at the beginning um, that uh, you might believe he's one thing, but that's not what we found, uh, which I thought was an amazing statement for a news organization to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end, he said something along the lines of, you know, um, you know, we've, we found him to be a, a good man who's honestly trying or something like that. It was, it was nice. And I think... It presents conservatives, uh, or he called me, I think he called me the, the, the most reasonable voice uh, around today or something like that. <laughs> that hasn't something been like said. That. Never, never been said. Wow. Never been said. Even by you, us, we're on the show with you. Yeah. I mean, usually they're talking about the conflict. Right. And, you, and by the way, any of the Trump stuff that we talked about, yeah. um, uh, it was not that I was bad-mouthing Trump. In fact, I said, uh, I've already said what I've said, and now he's president. And so we have to hope for the best. Now it's Breitbart who's taking all the shots at uh, to poor Donald. I mean, here we are defending Donald Trump, and Breitbart's the one going after him. I find it to be, I mean, what are what, it's, what do these people? They're traitors. I mean, are they traitors? What are you talking about? I'm very concerned about the way they're attacking Donald Trump and his right. really solid... Uh, appointments. What are you talking about? They are coming after his appointment, uh, which looks like for a labor secretary. 
uh, who was the CEO of Hardee's and Carl's Jr. and and, and saying how he's letting down uh, American workers because, you know, he's a guy who uh, ran a business, a, a big one, a successful one. Um, and realizes that uh, you know uh, maybe don't you can't jack up the minimum wage and uh, you can't uh, maybe you have to automate a lot of these jobs maybe you just need to be, you know you need to have some touch screens why do they hate Donald locations. Trump why do they why do, where no, did this irrational and, hatred for Donald Trump and Trump is coming out here with with and I mean this honestly he's hired someone I think who's a really good choice for that role uh, who has a really good understanding of conservative economics is, is at least as far as I understand him at this point. And then, you know, people like Breitbart who just can't get on the train, uh, just bashing the guy. It re- it's hurtful. I mean, this guy, you know. Are they trying to derail America? Mm-hmm. Is that what they're doing? It must be. Are they derailing America? Wow. I mean, there are all sorts of criticism for these really good picks. I don't understand it. So I was talking to somebody yesterday, <laughs> and they said, Glenn, are you concerned about all the number of um, generals Donald Trump is putting around him. Yeah, this is on your Yahoo interview. Yeah, and I found it really interesting because I had never even thought of it that way. Um, and what basically, now this is somebody on the left, supposedly, in the mainstream media, who is conspiratorial-minded... I mean, right? I mean, well, if you're, I, you know, because there, there is this, there law. is a law. This is the, if you don't know the background of the story. But, but wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. If Barack Obama would have done it with the same law, they wouldn't and say everything a thing else, about it. They would not. Nobody would have said it. a thing about it. And if I would have said, "Look, I'm concerned yes, that he's got a bunch of military people around him, and he has this kind of dictatorial kind of way about him," they would have immediately called me a conspiracy theory. The theorist. They would have immediately said, Glenn Beck is worried that he's going to use and take over the military. With all. Well, that's the question they asked me. And I said, wow, I haven't even thought of it that way. You know, no, my concern is X, Y, and Z with uh, uh, too many military men. Too many military men, it is shown in studies, the most progressive, that they don't necessarily start out this way, but the most progressive big government public servants in Congress and in the Senate have tended to be those people who spent their whole career in the military. You brought up John McCain as the uh, right. as a good example. Because they are used to the government. They're not the guys who say the private sector can do this better. They're the guys who are used to taking orders, used to the government being in charge of everything, so they don't see it the same way. It's obviously not universally true. <clears throat> but right, it's- and it's not. And I'm not saying that these guys... That he's picked, or that, or yeah. that, like that. And I think, I think you know, you, you look at his picks, and you know, Mattis, I think, is a really good pick. Uh, Flynn is a really bad pick. I think, I think bad there's, pick. A, there's a there's a mixture uh, there, it's which I think pick. makes now me a traitor for criticizing Flynn, if I'm, if I'm understanding. By the way, I should point. By the way, I do have a problem. The only place I have had a problem with a military pick is, um, well, I mean, besides Flynn, but that's not because he was in the military. I, I don't think he is. I don't think he's got his head screwed on quite yeah, right. Not, not, and again, like I just. I mean, in general speaking, at least we used to think that probably it's not a good idea for Republicans to appoint Democrats to big roles. I mean, that's just not something that I typically want out of my Republican presidents. And He's Flynn a is a Democrat. He's a registered It never Democrat. goes well. It never goes well. It never goes well. When, it, when a Republican appoints somebody here's to the, the bench in the Supreme Court, it never goes well. Here's the one that really bothers me. We've appointed a former general to DHS. I don't want DHS run by a military guy. 
Well, that was the reason, I mean, and it was this long before DHS, but the reason for the law was you don't want guys who have all sorts of really tight connections with current military members mm-hmm. running the military. You want civilian control of the military. You're worried about a military coup. Unlike, yes, right. you're yes. trying to, that's what you're trying to avoid. Now, look, right. none of, no one thinks that that's going to happen, but you put those laws in to, you know, to make sure that everyone's very careful and those lines are bright. Um, and so I, I don't think the Democrats will stop. Uh, someone like Mattis, uh, I think they respect him highly, and I think they'll make a waiver for him. They're trying to push through a waiver for all of these guys, and I don't know if they'll get all of them. Um, but they're, they're talking as many as five generals. I hope they get Mattis. Again, all of them would need a waiver. Mattis is great. Mattis is great. Um, you know, uh, you know the, uh, Kelly, a lot of people like Kelly a lot. Um, so I, I, but, uh, you know, and Petraeus is obviously contra- controversial. Um, but, uh, you know, he's done a lot of great things for the country. There are a reason why we have certain long-standing rules. And I don't like the fact that we're making exception, lots of exceptions. You want to make one exception? This is the most unique guy. He is the perfect guy. Sure. Let's not make five, six, seven exceptions on that. When there's a reason why the president is supposed to divest himself of all of his investments or blind trust all of them. Mm-hmm. And that's just a that's just a tradition. That's just a tradition. No, that, it, but it also law. comes. But the it, law is with, with the generals. There's an actual law on the books that they have to get a waiver. For. But I will tell you this: the law should be that because look at what what happened with uh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson entered the office poor because of his decisions. Left the office wildly rich. And now this: if you're a business owner. You know how important it is to find the right person to hire, but it can take a lot of time. You have a business to run. You can save time and find the best candidates at ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter makes hiring fast and easy. With one click, you post your job to more than 200 top job sites. ZipRecruiter identifies the top candidates and notifies them to apply for your job all within minutes. ZipRecruiter, they're easy-to-use dashboard screens and evaluates candidates all in one place. We use ZipRecruiter because it makes hiring fast and it is really easy to use. We're one of the million businesses uh, that have joined ZipRecruiter's um, award-winning service for help for our hiring. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Use it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. You know, we're just uh, we're just talking about, you know, Stu has been, you know, kind of mocking Breitbart, but um, we're just talking off the air. And I think we need to have this conversation on the air. He's joking about it, but we both think that this is a really good thing, that Breitbart is going against 
Donald Trump. They are standing for what the, the, not what I believe, but they are standing up for what they believe. Yeah, but, I, I, yeah. I, I, go ahead. I, I'm mocking. Finally, right, exactly. I mean, I, I'm mocking them for uh, because of the way they treated everyone to else. The world. Every time anyone disagreed with Trump, they were a traitor or whatever. You supported yeah. Hillary Clinton. They photoshopped a picture of you with Hillary Clinton's logo to make it look like you were actually endorsing her. I mean, it was you know they did all sorts of despicable things. However. If you're a Breitbart reader and you like Donald Trump, um, isn't this what you want out of Breitbart right now? Donald Trump campaigned the entire time. I'm going to defend uh, American workers and make sure what all against all the free market principles that we talked about because he was going to defend the American workers. Then when he has a chance to appoint someone, he appoints someone for secretary of labor. It looks like who is a free market guy, free market guy that wants to automate jobs in the United States. And you know what? If obviously like it's weird that Breitbart is standing up when Trump does conservative things against him. I mean, because that's not who I thought that brand was. But it obviously is a nationalist thing now more than anything else. And for their readers, that's actually a real positive. You should be doing that. That's what I would want out of them if I was a Breitbart reader. And it is what we believe our readers, our viewers, our listeners, one of us, is to actually stand for free market principles. Right. They're standing for their nationalist principles. Right. Uh, and their, you know, uh, you know, what used to be democratic labor union principles uh, that they really think are important. And you know what? If Trump violates those, they should stand up. Just like if they violate free market principles, we should stand up. And Breitbart and deserves the, credit for taking them on. And let the American people decide. And we all accept what the American people decide. Because you'll eventually get it right. If you get it wrong, you'll eventually figure it out. That's what Americans do. That can be- the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Uh, Brock, welcome to the program. Glad you are here. Um, You know, we were talking about uh, the Nightline interview a few minutes ago, and and I wanted to play uh, some more cuts from that. But I just found this tweet from uh, Byron Pitts last night. Byron Pitts is is the um, uh, anchor Anchor. of uh, Nightline. Yeah. Can you believe it's been 10 years already or 11 years since Ted Koppel left? I mean, that's that's amazing. But Byron retweeted this about you last night. Tonight at Nightline, the polarizing Glenn Beck. As smart and decent a man as I've ever met, there is more to him. Hmm. Wow. Do you know what his life is like today? I know. He just probably brought down a firestorm on himself. That's that's amazing. What was the response, Jeffy? Uh, one response was, uh, you should meet more people. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but he responds to that in such a great way. He said, that's awesome. Maybe so. Thanks for weighing in. Wow. 
Why did your microphone turn off there? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I I've, know um, I've notified New York. That, oh, yeah, continue. Oh, to, oh, I want to oh, phase oh, him out. He didn't oh, notice. I just want to phase him out. 50% I mean, of your mic was fine. That's what I meant to yeah. say. His microphone will be on 50% of the time. Uh, but I, I found this clip uh, somewhat interesting as well on the, on the show last night. They don't like conflict, believe it or not. Say what? Yeah, I know. I know. You made your living no, on conflict. No, I didn't. No, I haven't. I've, I've made about four years of my life out of conflict and, and i would i would interject not even that i mean it, we didn't we didn't make a living out of conflict no we made a living out of speak our speaking our minds and some of it pissed people off yes That's i am trying to well okay hang on just a second. well okay hang on just a second you are trying to be different you're trying I'm to trying to understand yes and i am trying to understand and this is what i had uh, i spoke to samantha b about um, and we'll continue to speak uh, about with her if she is who I hope she is, if she is honest. Um, and she has struck me as that. Let me give you a, a point on this one before I go on. Samantha B found the same people that NPR. Play that NPR piece again. This is, you know, the media. Hillary Clinton is all up in arms about fake news, right? Mm-hmm. NPR, your tax dollars. PBS found one of the main guys on fake news and has forgiven him because he's only doing this to get the left. So they did this puff piece on him on NPR. During the run-up to the election, fake news really took off. It was just anybody with a blog can get on there and find a big, huge Facebook group of kind of rabid Trump supporters just waiting to eat up this red meat that they're about to get served caused an explosion in, in the number of sites. Kohler says they've tried to write fake news for liberals, but they never take the bait. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, it's not even true. Oh, no, it's not true. It's not even true. These, these, he has just passed fake news to NPR. Mm-hmm. And, fa- and NPR yeah, has just it. passed the fake news to the audience. And they so, want it to be true. Right. And now NPR... People will quote NPR that say that liberals don't believe fake news. It's a human condition. It's not a conservative condition. And give me the actual study stats. I don't have it in front of me, but it was BuzzFeed just released that I can pull it up. It's something like 75% of people. And it was both uh, sides. Both sides. Both sides. Uh, believe fake news. Okay. Equal numbers. Right. right. It's not. A, it's a human condition. Mm-hmm. So Samantha B. she had... She brought that guy on and did an interview with him um, on her show. She filleted him, I'm told. Took oh. him apart and gave him no quarter. Good. Good. Right? Good. Yeah. That's the way we have to be. Yeah. And if you're willing to, but I am telling you, it's going to take a, it's going to take people willing to say, I want to hear I want to hear, A, from the other side. I want to listen to them. And then I also want to hear how they perceive what I have said, because perception is, is reality. And then let me share how you're being perceived by my tribe. And if everybody wants to listen and learn from that, that's great. It's just, it seems like a one-sided affair right now. But, right. Only one side here's, is listening to the other okay, saying, wait, wait, wait. Hey, maybe we should but do this here's the, here's the difference. Here's, what's, here's where, why we have an opportunity that we've never had before, okay? <clears throat> First of all, 
would you all agree that what everybody is doing, just calling each other names, is not working and not making us better? Of course. Yeah. Okay? We'd all agree that doing the same thing that they did to us, now that we've won, is going to make things, they're going to make them hate us. It's counterproductive. Right. Okay? So we all agree on that. If somebody has a better idea, I am open, okay? Always. But we have to talk to one another. Yeah. Now, here's the opportunity that we have that we've never had before. Right now, we can empathize because of the last eight years, we all felt exactly the way they did. And I contend not in 08 as much as is 12. Oh, I did. I felt it in 08 no, and no, 12. No, 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 <laughs> You felt one half. You felt one half. You felt, wow, how did this guy go get in? Um, Well, it's because of the media. They didn't highlight all these things. Then we spent four years activating people and saying, wake up, people, wake up. Look what you're in bed with, right? Yes, yes. And in 12, it was worse because you were like, oh, my gosh, this is who the American people just might be, right? Yes, that is true. This, that's what they feel like. They feel that they're having our... 12 experience yes and the hard part about that is the right doesn't care it's like so what now you get to experience it right and that's the wrong way to go the wrong way to go wrong way to go continues to tear the country apart but what i take issue with is us being blamed for creating this massive division as if on purpose as if we made a living specifically setting out to divide the country it's not the case that's not what we did. We set out to inform, but at the same time entertain. Yes. And when that happened, yes, sometimes it, it turned so, out to be divisive. That's why it is important for me to be with Samantha B. Because right now, people watch Samantha B. on our side. And this is why I said to her when we did an interview, I stopped it halfway through and I said, this is not, this is not working. And she said, yes, it is. It's great. And I said, no, it's great for you. And it's great for your audience, but it's not great for me. I've turned down every comedy show because I know how it works. You say things in a sarcastic, funny way, and it makes your side go, oh, yeah, you got him. <laughs> and it makes my side hate you and your audience. Uh-huh. And so it, it, we, we, we don't, nobody wins. Nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be two winners. It's called reconciliation. We both have to walk away feeling good about it. That's the first step. And to be able to say to Samantha, I couldn't say to Samantha today or maybe even a month from now, although she will probably hear this, so I might as well just look in the camera and say, Samantha, this is what I want to talk to you about. And that is George Lang, my communist friend, who's a deep, deep friend, um, who is a very big liberal, and I love him. He's the photographer, and everybody in this audience loves George Lang. He is so embraced by this audience because he's open and he's loving. He doesn't hate. He loves this audience and um, because he's gotten to know this audience. He has said to me for years, Glenn, my side is not hearing what you're saying because the language you're using and the way you're saying it, it's not connecting. And I'm like, well, you have to get over it, George. You have to get over it. Okay, well, I've said that now for eight years to him. And it's not working. So maybe we do have to change our language. 
And now I have the opportunity, a unique opportunity to go and say, okay, remember how I made you feel? That didn't feel good, did it? That was awful. And it really hurt you. Right. I know you're not going to want to hear this. And you might, you might spend the next eight years saying, uh, shut up, Glenn, you're just going to have to get over it. But don't make the same mistake I made. We're not going to get over it. You're, you, you have to humble yourself. I didn't. You have to humble yourself and say, okay, wait a minute. Tell me exactly why. What is it that I'm saying that you're interpreting as this awful thing? Because I'm only doing it for, to get everybody to watch, to get everybody to be entertained. And that's what Samantha B said. Look, I'm a comedy show, and I'm doing comedy. I don't know how you do it, Sam. You, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. How many times be... do we say that? Right. How many times have I said that on the air? Over I don't know again. how to do this show. I don't know how to do this show. And There's... not divide people. And not divide people, especially in when a pendulum is swinging to the we generation. The we generation, as opposed to the me generation, it, it is defined as... Not who your friends are, but, and how many times have we all said this? I wear my enemies as a badge of honor. That describes a we generation. I don't think I've it's, ever said that. Uh, I have. Media Matters hates me. Good. I wear that as a badge of honor. So that is stereotypical we generation. So it's going to go against all all things that will make you successful, if you will, um, we have to define ourselves by who we can bring to our side, even if we disagree. The only way we're going to stop violence from each other, should there be really bad things that go down, is by knowing each other and going, no, 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 no. That's not what they meant. That's not what they meant. And you'll never get there if you compromise your principles. Now, I'm going to say one thing that's kind of controversial. But I I would like you to consider it. Because I can't take, Glenn Beck has changed. I can't take it anymore. Yes, I have changed. I've softened my approach. Because for many reasons, one of them is just I'm older and wiser now. And you can't go through the last 10 years that I've gone through and not do self-examination. And I'm older and I'm wiser now. So yes, I have changed my approach, but not one principle have I changed. Not one. You don't believe me? Go back to an article on me in uh, GQ from 10 years ago and you will see I am saying, like, it's spooky Somebody sent it to me the other day, and they're like, "Uh, look at this article. You're the most consistent man in the media. And it's almost like word for word. It could be an article written about me today. And uh, Had they come in in 2010 with an open mind and open cameras, they would have found the same guy as well. Yeah, Nightline would have found exactly the same thing had they done that in 2010. So I haven't changed on principles. If we sell out our principles, there's no hope. There's no hope. But if you stand on principles and perhaps change your approach, 
you're never going to get the you're never going to get the media matters and i don't want the media matters the yes, principles please. are wrong but you can get those people who are honestly questioning the world nightline nightline did it i hope samantha b is doing it because i'll never watch samantha b and come be comfortable with the language or the approach or amazingly or, you had a good conversation with the new york times nobody would have expected that five years ago and and nobody knows what was said in that new york times and i would be comfortable releasing every word of that new york times meeting with the editorial board every single word i would be comfortable releasing people think i sold out my values there they don't know they have no idea just because i met with the new york times yeah no here's the problem churchill uh, i mean uh, neville chamberlain met with hitler okay he sold out his values to be able to achieve something that was unachievable. You couldn't achieve that with Hitler. Mm-hmm. You can meet with the worst person in the world as long as you hold on to the truth and your values. And sometimes you can make progress. Sometimes you can't. We have to try. We have to try. Watch. I, I really Next week maybe we'll talk, or maybe next year we'll talk about the way we behave online, because we have to be a peculiar people. We have to stand out in this society quickly. Quick update before we go to the break. Uh, President-elect Trump picks Goldman Sachs president and COO Gary Cohn to be National Economic Council director. <clears throat> and the swamp on the is edge all, of my seat for that. The swamp is almost dry. This is so appropriate. Uh, here's the first line of the Gold Line commercial. Globalists are not going away anytime soon. Globalists are not going away anytime soon. The banking system isn't really going to change. The game in Washington isn't really going to change. India is moving towards a cashless society. Productivity in the U.S. is declining. President Trump has his hands full. I don't know what decisions he's going to make. He can make all perfect decisions, and I still believe that we are headed for economic tough, tough times. Please, no matter how you vote, Please spread your risk out for these troubled times. 866 Goldline, 1 866 Goldline, or goldline.com. Call them now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. to the Glenn Beck Program. Yeah. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Thank you. Um, let me take Mike in West Virginia real quick. Go ahead. How you doing, uh, Glenn? Very good. What's what's up? Hey, uh, yesterday you were looking for somebody to uh, fill a seat on your plane to go down to Haiti to help... Mm-hmm. Give uh, Christmas hand- cheer. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring and say I'd love to go down there and help you. Oh, wait. Oh, wow, Mike. Just... Thank, thank you very much for yeah. that. Well, I've already filled the seat, but surprisingly, not with Jeffy or Stu. <laughs> it's weird. 